He is an experienced technology veteran venture back for the past 20 years now with Bancor Networks, which is ideally trying to create a standard for this new generation of cryptocurrencies called their smart token. They were also the number one ICO, completed ICO with about $163 million raised. This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you want to get access to the database I've created with year-over-year growth rates, customer accounts, margins, and many, many other data uh, metrics and data points, you can go to getlatka.com. Here's the thing, though. This that database, I keep it to myself. It's so freaking valuable. And to preserve the quality of the data and make sure that the people that have access to it have a true advantage, I'm only letting 10 companies on each month. So we're full this month, but you can go to getlatka.com to get on the waiting list for next month. And look, there's big people on the waiting list. I mean, the biggest VCs you've ever heard of. You've probably heard of them. They're big, private equity, billions and billions under management. So it's an impressive waiting list. Go get on now at getlatka.com. This episode 787, coming up tomorrow morning, we learn from Patrick Fegerlund. His company called Widespace.com is an ad tech agency that does $17 million in gross profit in 2016 and has raised $30 million. So how did he grow so fast? Hello, everyone. My guest today is Eyal Herzog. He is, he's been a venture-backed technology entrepreneur for over 20 years. Additionally, he's one of those adventures he was working on. He's the founder of Metacafe, Israel's fastest-growing video sharing site, which reached over 50 million uniques at its peak. Previously, he founded Contact Network. Works one of first one of the first social networks in 1999. He's now at Bancor Network and he's been an outspoken thought leader on cryptocurrency in Israel and is a talented piano and bass musician. Eyal, are you ready to take us to the top? <laughs> of course. All right. Uh, so so you're gonna play some piano for us, right? <laughs> oh, it's in the other room. I, I couldn't do that, but uh, I need. All right. All right. So you've got obviously a, a lot of history here. Venture back to technology entrepreneur for over twenty years. Currently at Bancor Network. What is Bancor Network, and how do you make money? So, uh, first of all, Bancor is a non-profit organization, which is a, a new model that has been rising in the last years most important example to that is ethereum itself so if you heard about ethereum it's, yep. uh, it's like the competitor to bitcoin and uh, and they um, you know did they their own fundraising and the entire um, project in a non-profit entity and still people that are involved are still making money to your question because uh, those are token-based economies so everyone that was involved in ethereum got some ether in the beginning uh, when it was uh, on 30 cents uh, uh, price and today you know the price is like uh, i believe 200 dollars. so everyone that was involved made a lot of money but the organization itself that run ethereum is a non-profit and bancor is similar to that in that respect. Uh, Banker is also a token, and we are um, uh, essentially solving a different problem. We solve the problem of liquidity, liquidity between currency. This is a, a, a very important thing because between, it allows you to- uh, Just clarification there, Eyal. Uh, liquidity between different crypto tokens or actually converting it into cash? 
so um, it's it's actually pretty similar. Um, uh, I'm talking about any kind of uh, liquidity that works today with crypto tokens. But if you know, there are a lot of assets that are already like moving to the blockchain, like tokenized on the blockchain. So there you there is a token that represent gold and token that represent dollars, and you can actually convert those tokens back to gold and back to dollars uh, when when you want. So so real assets from the real world are already represented on the blockchain so you can really say that this is an environment that can host everything uh, and and we solve the problem of of uh, being able to convert one form of store value currency bond whatever it's a token one to another which is what uh, people use stock market today and we provide like a different way that does not require traders bid and ask automatically finds the market rate according to some formula it's uh, interesting stuff but it's a uh, alternative yeah so, so okay so i want to give an example here and then try and, and nail this down further so that my audience and so that i understand truly what Bancor does even if we're not super familiar with crypto so yesterday or two days ago i had on uh his name was joe zhao the founder of uh, first blood right and he did a, a a token issuance back in september of 2016 uh they raised 465 000 ether uh, the value back then was 11 bucks a pop. So they sold about $5 million worth of kind of value in their ICO. They did it in five minutes. They didn't immediately turned around and liquidated 80% of that, right? So they, which was about 375, 000, $372,000 ETH at $11 price point. They took 4 million bucks out, which is now literally in their BB&T or their Chase bank account. They left 20% in. That I just I give that example so that people can understand kind of how this works, you know, from the crypto asset all the way to money in a BB&T account that they can go use to pay salaries. Where do you fit in that ecosystem? So the, the whole model of the price that is changing, as you know, it used to be $10 and today it's $200 per Ether. And the prices between all the currencies between cryptocurrencies and regular currencies is always changing mm -hmm. and and it's changing because there are market and people buying and selling and your ability to convert one to the other is called is what i call liquidity mm -hmm. is the ability to 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 really uh, you know to change my shekels to dollars or bitcoin to ether mm -hmm. what we're doing is providing an alternative we believe a much better solution for liquidity relative to the solution that exists today today the solution is uh, exchanges like like Coinbase. Uh, Coinbase has an exchange, CDAX, so that, that's their exchange. But there are many exchanges like Polonix and you know Empty Govs used to be an exchange. So we provide an alternative to convert currencies between each other to exchanges, which is based on smart contracts. It's automated. It doesn't require any any central service. So it's a very novel kind of concept of how to uh, change uh, between currencies. That's so, what we do. So did Bank. Did Bancor Networks also do their own kind of ICO or token issuance, and that's how you created the, the BNT? The, I assume that stands for the Bank and Network Token? Yes, yes. So we did our own ICO uh, for the token that's called BNT that is going to be used in this network of token conversion or asset conversion network. And uh, we raised uh, in three hours something that was at the time $153 million dollars which was uh, at the time the lar largest fundraising ever, but uh, that record was quickly broke by following uh, ICOs. Yep, so, so 153, when was it by the way? What was the date? Exactly 30 days ago, like in 12th of June. Okay, so ju ra okay, raised June uh, 12th, 2017. 
Yeah. Okay. And you raised when you when you did you basically say we want to you said we want to raise 153 million and then you figured out how many ether you'd have to sell to hit that mark and then that's that's how you did it or how, like how did it work? So we, we did something which is more open. We said that for the first few hours, everyone can that want to invest will have the opportunity and. and According to that, everyone will get exactly the same rate. Uh, we also did something nice that uh, that said that above like a specific amount, uh, we will not take any of the funds to ourselves, but we will put it in like a special smart contract that will offer to buy back the token at the original price. So it gave like nice, there are about more than 100,000 Ether in that pool right now, it's 100,000 Ether that people can go and sell the token back in the original price. So it provides the, the investors some kind of uh, um, protections and, and, and security that, that the price is not going to drop so fast. There are 100,000 Ether that are willing to uh, buy back the token in the initial price. Got it. So how do you, what's the size of the company to date? Employees. Hey, like, we're about, uh, I think, everyone in, involved in the project. So there's a foundation. It's about five people, and then they, you know the people that are involved in uh, in, in different structures. They're like uh, I would say, 15 more. Okay. So 20 overall. And and so how are you paying salaries? Are you paying people in crypto, and they're happy no. with that, or did you liquidate a little after your ICO, and you're using just dollars to pay them? So uh, we are liquidating as as little as possible. Because we really believe in the long-term value of Ether, and we uh, we so we just take what we need, which is not so much at the at, at the moment. What is, so? What did you look like? Ten percent or twenty percent? What did you liquidate? No, Do you remember? Less, less, less than ten percent. Uh, less than ten. Okay, okay, interesting. So the difference really between you and Joe at First Blood was he did it when it was eleven bucks. You did it when it was two hundred bucks, right? So, so it, no, I did it when it was almost four hundred. Almost four hundred. Okay, yeah. So, so I'm looking at your your data right now. So you had about it looks like twelve hundred right currently actually as of right now twelve thousand four hundred forty five different token holders, right? So that's a pretty large number of people participating. Yeah, that, that's an amazing thing. You know, I, I, I used to work with VCs all my life and, and you know, I'm pretty familiar with that space. And for the first time ever, you have so many investors and in such an early stage. And those people like, you know, they're internet animals. They're, they're pushing you, they understand what you're doing. They're vested in, I think there's a lot of power in having, a, you know, this kind of number of people that are have, have a vested interest in the success of the project. So very happy about that. And so you have uh, i mean one of the things i have a question about so when i look at your token holders like breakdown everyone that has bnt i mean there's if i look at just the top three the top five holders right they make up over 60 well over 55 percent right of the total kind of tokens held at almost you know 47 million right is that kind of that kind of power law i mean is that a risk in any way like one of those what if one of those holders gets you know bearish on it i mean can it can it essentially crash your token with with one sale i think um this is something that you see a lot in the crypto space and uh, i think it's natural uh, it's it's almost uh, you know like having 
some lead VC and, and, and you know some some followings also here it's a in very large number uh, and um, from from the experience that we've seen uh, those people even if they you know get bearish they're not going to just dump everything they're going to slowly liquidate uh, if, if, if they want to do that but there's also you know um, especially among the where the whales that's how they called in in our industry those you know people who hold a lot of crypto because they got in uh, pretty early. Uh, you know, those, uh, from my impression, are the biggest believers in the in the future of the space, and they really do everything in order to promote it and and to strengthen it and and to make sure that that this um, whole thing will succeed. Because what's what what the people in crypto are trying to do is to build essentially a new financial ecosystem. That's a huge goal. This is like, you know, it's, it's bigger than the internet in, in terms of, you know, the, the implication that you can that you can expect from that move. Uh, so, you know, you really see a lot of people that come with great kind of uh, mission and, and, and sense of purpose. So I don't think that that is a big risk that someone will just dump everything on the market. But uh, I think that over time, obviously, we'll see the token distributed to more and more and more different um, holders. So how many BNT do you own or have you held on to? Um, so the foundation. Which is what your uh, price, is that what you're part of? So yes, the foundation is 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 uh, it's a Swiss foundation. It's called B Protocol, and and this is the foundation that that got the the, the proceeds from the uh, from the uh, crowd sale, and the foundation actually sold fifty percent of the token, and and, and with the other fifty percent, it kind of have like different bu buckets. For example, twenty percent is keeping for long term budget. So you know, in few years, if it needs more money, it can sell those. Uh, twenty percent of that is for other community members like BizDev and partnership and bounty program, which is a very big deal with crypto to have like a bounty program. A lot of people like working for crypto, and that helps incentivize of, miners basically. Not not exactly miners because miners is something that you kind of need when you run your own blockchain. Okay. But we are running on top of Ethereum blockchain, so our miners are Ethereum miners. We Got don't it. need our own miners. But the bounty program, what it incentivizes are several. For example, a bug bounty for people to, to find bugs in your, in, in your oh, software. Oh, interesting. Or social so you don't media become, bounty. So you don't become the next DAO, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's 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 one uh, one example. Uh, there's a bounty for a translation. There are people that everything that we write is translated to like 30 languages, and mm -hmm. people are getting bounties for those translation in crypto. So there's a really nice thing that uh, you know are, are very unique to this kind of generation of ventures. So guys, I imagine some of you listening are thinking, well, when they say they're gonna hold 50% back, like what does it actually mean in terms of dollars? Like I don't understand this crypto thing. I can feel you maybe pulling your hair. So I'm gonna try and tie all that together real quick, right? So they did the token issuance. They raised a lot of money. 12,000 people took place in it. They essentially issued seven, almost 79 million uh, BNT, right? Which is their token they came up with, built on top of the Ethereum blockchain. And y'all stop me if anything I say is technically or hypothetically mm -hmm. wrong. Right, they sold 79 million BNT tokens. Those tokens are valued at about $2. And the reason you get that value is it's tied to about 0.00 or 0.01 Ethereum, right? Or Ether, right? So Ether is right at two. Go ahead. Uh, maybe a small 
because the value is really determined by the market. So yeah, if yeah, people yeah. now buy the token or sell the token, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the yeah, I'm just giving a, I'm giving a snapshot here, guys. So what I was saying, like, this will go up and down, right? Just like a, a stock in a, in a public traded mm -hmm. company would based off supply and demand, like are people investing in it? But right now, right, when if, and when Ether's valued at 200 and, 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 and the BNT is tied to Ether, right, where that $2 value is, it basically comes from point, uh, a 1 BNT equaling 0.01 Ether, right? So you take $2 times 79 million and you get your, call it $162 million in value. And EO, when you say the foundation is going to keep 50% and 20% of the 50% for long-term bounty, I mean, people can look at that and say, okay, they're holding about $32 million at current value, right? That could, that could increase over time, but at current value, about 32 million is budgeted for, yes. you know, bug incentives or bounties or things like that. Is that accurate? Very cool. Yes, All right, very yes. cool. So let me uh, last question here before we wrap up. Um, why is a guy like you, right? I mean, venture backs, like, you know, you're getting good paydays. You have equity in companies. You're doing well. Why, why go all in on crypto? Oh, uh, you know, I, I, I always um, had a dream to build something that, uh, you know, would have some kind of a, a, a cultural uh, effect so you know techno where technology meets culture I, I'm all re really excited about things like you know ICQ back in the days or Facebook or WhatsApp or all those things that really change how we how we do things and and when I saw Bitcoin the first time in 2011 I thought to myself this is going to be you know a huge cultural evolution one day because it really allows people to kind of use this tool, this technology called currency, money. Use it by themselves, create it by themselves, utilize it by themselves. And that's what we're seeing today with all those ICOs. So I thought to be part of that movement and part of that revolution is kind of the best place that I want to be in. And and since then, I've been in that space of, of currencies and value transfer and crypto. And I think this space is, this space is growing and I expect great future. Um, what number, in terms of ranking, you know, the biggest ICOs to the to the smallest ICOs? What what is 162 million put you guys at? Are you number two, number three, number four? So, um, in in terms of completed ICOs, we're number one. Yeah. <laughs> but there are two ICOs uh, on the, on the way. Maybe one of them was over. There's a Tezos and EOS, which are for Ethereum alternative, that actually were able to get more, I believe. So uh, bigger numbers, like hundreds of millions of dollars. And, and the, the, ability, the ability to do that really comes from like you guys having relationships with other people in the crypto space, you telling them your vision so that when you do launch on launch day, there's a lot of demand. Is that accurate? You know, a lot of the demand comes through purely from online sources so you know there's like um, reddit and bitcoin talk and all those forums that people talk about the different uh, icos and opportunities and token sales there are many telegram groups so the word is out people reading the new, the, the white paper checking it out uh, they're looking at the team and the linkedin profile this is also part of the investment i think uh, maybe maybe kind of the big players that are based on the fact that you know we we went to every conference in the world we told our vision to everyone we wanted to hear feedback about it so i think there's i would if i have to guess it would be like uh, probably i don't know 50 50 or, or or in in that range but a lot of it come from the internet a lot of it come from people that are in the in the industry and are investing in those kind of um, projects guys i get asked all the time nathan you host all these interviews hundreds of them per month how do you
you do them efficiently? And guys, the answer is simple. People always agree to my calendar, back-to-back meetings. I batch my interviews to stay very efficient. And the way that I do it is I use a tool called Acuity Scheduling at nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. And the reason I use them is very simple. They keep my no-show rate very low because they send out reminders about when the interview or the meeting is coming up. And also, they make it very easy to schedule time, right? I don't have to go back and forth via email 10,000 times with people I'm trying to meet with. Okay, at nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. It helps me so much. And by the way, look, I like have so many meetings. I'm the best at meetings, okay? I do them back to back very, very efficient. You guys know me. Many people say I'm the most efficient they've ever seen. Okay, so I use the tool, it's so efficient. And by the way, I got Gavin, I said, Gavin, he's the CEO. I said, I want a great deal for my people. He said, Nathan, well, most people get a 14 day trial, isn't that great? I said, no. He's giving us a 45 day free trial at nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. That's not gonna stay up forever, so go get it now. nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. Got it, y'all, let's wrap up here with the famous five number one. What's your favorite business book? The famous uh, business book, I think it would be, um, what was the name, The Starfish and uh, um, The Spider and the Starfish about decentralized systems. Beautiful. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? CEO? Yep. Um, My number one is Elon Musk by far. Number three, (laughs) is there a favorite online tool you have? Favorite online tool, um, I would say, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm the kind of guy who use Google Keep. Google Keep. <laughs> I mean, not, not, yeah. All right, number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? How many hours? Yep. It range between two and uh, six. Uh, so we'll call four on average. <laughs> yes. All right, and what's the situation? That. Married, single, do you have kids? I'm married with three wonderful kids. Oh, wow. How young is the youngest? Uh, eight, ten, 10 months. Holy mackerel. That's why you're getting so little sleep. All right. And how, how old are you? <laughs> I'm 43 soon. Uh, all right. Last question. Take us back 23 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? What do we wish my 20-year-old self? Knew. Um, oh, you know, um, I wish she knew that... Um, you never stop learning. You never stop evolving. Uh, I've been in too many situations where I figured out I got it. Uh, I figured it out and only to figure out that I didn't figure it out. And I think that uh, that's very important for everyone to be able to continue to evolve, to remember that there's so much more that he doesn't know and he will never know. So. Uh, this kind of humility. There you guys have it from Eyal. Have some humility. Understand you never have it all figured out. He is a experienced technology veteran venture back for the past 20 years. Now with Bancor Networks, which is ideally trying to create a standard for this new generation of cryptocurrencies called their Smart Token. They were also the number one ICO, completed ICO with about $163 million raised. Eyal, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you for having me. If you enjoyed Eyal today, go back and listen to Mitchell Reichgut yesterday. His company, Dune Group, leveraged $1 million in mezzanine debt to grow profitably. He plays in the ad tech world, so how'd he do it? 